You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guy Love Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited. We're grateful. We're thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want you to take this moment right now, if you are not subscribed to our podcast, to hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to us. Yes. If you are on YouTube watching us and on YouTube, definitely click that like button, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are listening to us on Apple and Spotify and have not checked out our YouTube channel, you can find us at God Life Culture Podcast and you can check out the awesome visual to our episodes and get all of our facial expressions, our reactions, and um, all of those great things. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely excited for all of you who have joined us on this journey. All of our new listeners and subscribers and people who have followed us in these last few weeks, we are very grateful and thankful for your support. Yeah, absolutely. You know, today's uh, episode, it kind of reminded me a little bit, um, like three, almost three years ago, maybe even four years ago, I think it was in our first season, uh, we did an episode called I'm Leaving the Church. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think our conversation really was more of reasons why we stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reasons why we stay in our church or stay in church in general or continue to serve the Lord. Which, by the way, I believe that episode, if you scroll like on Apple and Spotify, oh, we scrolling. We yeah. re-released it. Yep, it's up yeah. there. So okay, so yes, if it. you haven't checked it out yet, please go back and, and listen to it. Uh, but the other day, I think it was like last week, I was scrolling. Every once in a while, I go on like, you know, these like websites, Christian websites, and we read certain articles. Uh, Relevant um, Magazine had an article that jumped out at me, which was five really bad reasons to leave your church uh, and it jumped out at me because of their five reasons but i also think it's a different take from that conversation we had many years ago and even if there are certain subjects that kind of overlap with what we spoke about before it's quite possible that our views on those things are maybe different absolutely so you yeah. know even though we maybe said x y and z three four years ago Life and circumstances maybe have us thinking about those things uh, a little different. Uh, so five really bad reasons to leave your church. And just off the jump, just by listening to that title, what was it that you thought of? Because I said I mentioned this to you last week. Yeah, I mean, I immediately one of the things that came to mind was the fact that there are way more than five reasons. So in <laughs> my head, I was like, yeah. I wonder what are the top five uh -huh. they came up with, which them, we'll dive yeah. into yeah, like, yeah. in the article. Um, but I do think that this is a conversation, a topic of conversation that is very relevant. Right. Yes. It's very, um, you know, familiar because I think now more than ever, we see a lot of people who are, you know, walking away from their faith, walking mm. away from the church, having a lot to say about the church. Yeah. We have um, individuals who are in the constant pursuit of a perfect church. And yeah. that is an idea that we've spoken about so many times. Yeah, and yeah. We hear this even in our churches. Right. People talking about, you know, you'll never find the perfect church. The minute you walk in, it's not perfect anymore. Um, you know, so this is a topic of conversation that isn't new, mm -hmm. but I think as the years progress, the idea of the church mm -hmm. and the idea of church is not as important to people 
as it once was. Yeah, possibly, And I think yeah. um, that, you know, we hear more and more this idea of, like, church is not necessary. I don't mm-hmm. need to go to church to be saved, you know. Um, I don't need to commit to a church. And we kind of mm-hmm. hear this, you know, topic of conversation. But yeah. a lot of the reasons that they listed or the five reasons that they listed, we agree with some things, right? Mm-hmm. We have thoughts on those things. We kind of have our disagreements <laughs> our and our takes on mm-hmm. all of that. But the first reason yeah. that they list on here. Uh, for reasons why people decide to leave their church mm-hmm. is I'm not being fed. Hmm. Well, the other thing that I also wanted to make clear is a couple of things. It's a whole list that I got happening. <laughs> the first thing is I do think it's important to give their perspective, the author's perspective on what they said, um, and then whether or not we agree with that and the reasons for yeah. that not to. I think it's also important to understand that the perspective from someone's opinion or people's perspectives vary from years that they've been in a church, years that they've been serving the Lord, and the level of commitment in which they've been serving God. I think that those all vary or um, are factors in how they perceive certain things. Um, so I think we're speaking from perspectives of individuals that have been in church for a long, hot minute. <laughs> Basic, well, you your whole life. Yeah. And then for me, basically the same thing. So I was like around five years old. Um, also, two individuals who made the conscious effort to serve God at a really early age because i think there's a difference between oh i grew up in church but then when did you really start putting in the work oh when i was 23 yeah no we were been doing it since we were kids you know and that's not to say it in a way like oh you know like we're raising ourselves but it's you know people that have really been involved not only in the area but also involved in the area for a very long time and it's like uh, we were talking kind of before we started recording very quickly um about the idea of that very that thought, yeah. but also how to express it in a way, like you said, that we don't make ourselves seem like you know we have all the answers, right? We don't Just because <laughs> right, we absolutely yeah. do not. Um, yeah. But I think it's because this type of conversation, mm-hmm. when you talk about leaving the church, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is um, this conversation is dealing with leaving your faith or walking away from your faith. It's yeah. more like going from one church to another. Yeah, congregation right? to another. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think in order to have that conversation and mm-hmm. dissect reasons why and talk about it and talk about leadership and all of these things, you have to be an individual that has put in work. Yeah. Because it's easy to say and and leave a church simply because you don't like what they do Mm -hmm. you didn't like their ideas they didn't do things like this they didn't do things like that but you never gave input Mm -hmm. you didn't go to any type of meeting creative meeting you didn't give your opinion you didn't ask to speak to a leader you didn't ask to speak to somebody who you know ran a certain ministry to give your ideas and maybe how you can help Mm -hmm. so there are different types of people Mm -hmm. right who can address this conversation yeah. right or attempt to address it mm-hmm. and i think there are only a few of those individuals mm-hmm. who can actually be effective with what they say yeah and at the end of the day speaking from a place of experience yeah. where when things got hard they just didn't leave mm-hmm. when their ideas weren't you know mentioned or thought of or their ideas weren't acknowledged they didn't just pick up their bags and go somewhere else where their ideas were yeah right so i think we have both been in a place throughout the years not mm-hmm. you know just now but as even children Mm -hmm. right where we have helped we Mm -hmm. have assisted we have given ideas we have Mm -hmm. started things we have Mm -hmm. started projects we have done different things where now at this point having a conversation like this i feel 100 percent confident yeah and um you know able to really have the conversation so i just want to say that because i think it's important to know 
you know, who's having this conversation? Mm -hmm. Because, again, you can get somebody that just doesn't like to work. Mm -hmm. And because things aren't done the way they want it to be, they find it easy to just get up and leave. Right. Those aren't the people we're addressing. Those aren't the type of people having this conversation. Very true. So. The, the, like you said, the first reason that this author thinks that it's a bad reason to leave a church is for using the excuse that I'm not being fed. And I think that they base their opinion on this little thing that they wrote, which is to leave a church because you're not getting enough is a cop out. Your primary call in church is to contribute, not just to consume. As a Christian, you shouldn't require spoon feeding for the rest of your life. Eventually, you need to learn how to feed yourself so that in time you can actually feed others so they're saying to say that you're not being fed is not good enough an excuse because it's a selfish mentality what do you think about that i think anytime you phrase things right with the word i me my mine Uh right you can automatically say it's a selfish motive or selfish desire Mm -hmm. which at times it absolutely can be Mm -hmm. are there moments where individuals are saying they're not being fed and that is not the actual reason why they're leaving a church Mm -hmm. yes is the reason why you're not being fed because you don't want to listen to the person that's speaking or preaching because you have a problem with them Mm. okay is the reason why you're not being fed (laughs) because you don't want to you know open your mind or Mm. you know kind of get out of the box that you think god you know this is the only way god can speak to me And then you have a pastor or a speaker at your church, a preacher that isn't, you know, um, subjected to that box. Mm -hmm. So you just tune them out. Right. Because those aren't justified reasons for you to say you're not being fed. Yeah. Right. Now, are there moments where there are individuals, you know, who may be a part of a church of new believers, mm-hmm. right? There are churches I know of that they their primary focus is to get, you know, new converts and new believers in and kind of like disciple them, right? Yeah. So if you have a church filled with new people and believers that, you know, just converted and people who are just starting in their faith, right? And you've been on this journey for 27 years, mm-hmm. right? And the messages to you may seem a little like, you know, uh, basic or may mm-hmm. seem watered down or like principles that, you know, you know of already that you just wish they just went a little bit deeper in. Yeah. Then maybe I can understand you saying that you're not being fed. Yeah. But if your reasons for saying I'm not being fed is selfish right Mm -hmm. or self-centered or because you have a problem with the way you know that individual speaks or the content or how they speak or you know um you just don't like them for whatever Mm -hmm. reason and have had problems with them that is not a good reason yeah and i think that the key one of the key things because it's very true i think that as a pastor you have the really tough job of having to cater to different degrees of spiritual maturity yeah um you know like you said you may have a bunch of newcomers so you can't do a whole theological preaching that's mad deep that you're breaking down this that you know all these different meetings but on the flip side of it you also have to care about your older, more, you know, seasoned church members who do like to deep dive into the Bible and to really break down scripture and all of that. So as a pastor, it's something that I don't envy. I am one of those people that when people try to come at you with a pastoral calling, I am running out the door because I'm like, that's too much. It's too heavy. It's too complicated of a job to deal with. And for the people that, you know, like they love that and they want to do that. Kudos to you. But it's it's very difficult because you have a congregation full of many different levels of people. That's why I do agree with one thing that he is saying, um, which is the idea of being able to know how to feed yourself. You know, I think it is important that if, let's say, the pastor is doing a series that is really heavy on like, 
Christianity 101 and you feel like you have Christianity 101 on down packed, that doesn't mean that now you jump ship. And it's like, all right, I'll come back in four months when you're done with that theme. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You stay, you contribute, you take the little that you can from it because you feel like you're an expert. But on the side, you should be doing your own thing. On the side, you should be, you know, listening to the other preachings or reading the word yourself or building Bible studies on your own or taking maybe what the pastor said in that Sunday preaching and be like, you know what? We can take this out and we can dissect this and maybe in a small group we'll do that like there's things that you can do yeah. and also like you said the idea that if you the only time you're like listening mm-hmm. or reflecting on god's word is when you come to church then that's your problem right there yeah you know so like if the only time you worship and listen to worship music and kind of get into that zone is on sunday mm-hmm. you know then that's a problem yep. right so if you feel like you're not being fed because the content that's being delivered or the messages are so basic or you know it already right one i guarantee you don't know everything true right Two, look for the new thing, right, Mm -hmm. that you probably, you know, didn't know or forgot, right? But also then how are you feeding yourself, not just so you can be well Mm -hmm. fed, but so then you can feed others. Because then if you got it down packed, there are probably a lot of people here who don't. How are you helping those people, Yes, right? Are you just looking, you know, again, to feed yourself, Mm -hmm. fill yourself up? And then just so you're good and yeah. you're full. Right? And I think that um, situations also vary because in a preaching, you can't like pipe up and be like, hey, pastor, you know, I have a thought like, no, sit down. <laughs> Let yeah. me finish this thing. But if you're in a small group setting or in a Bible study setting where conversation is welcomed then and you feel like the conversation is a little babyish then give you know yeah like contribute to the conversation as well and maybe you can also lead the conversation to a way that gets maybe a degree more deeper or a degree more in detail that everyone can benefit from as well instead of you just sitting there moping or instead of you being like i'm not going to that that's mad babyish it's like no you, there is a level of responsibility that goes on you as the individual to make sure that you are being a like a a, a wheel that is working mm-hmm. for versus against and li- <sighs> what are you gonna say and you just want to make sure that when mm. you say statements like this right <laughs> when you say this uh that it's visible yes when you say statements like when I'm you not say being i'm fed, not being fed yes that yeah, we yeah. can see that you're nice and full you know what I mean? So then you're not being fed by the pastor, but you yeah. got like, you know, you know some things. You're so, good. Okay, let me let me put that in regular English. So that means that if so if you're saying you're not being fed because the idea is because you're nice and full, then if you're given an opportunity to do something, you should be killing it. You should Absolutely. be crushing it. That's what you're saying. I just wanted to Absolutely. make that clear. Yeah, and if you're saying, saying I'm not being fed, uh-huh. right? But like you barely come to church to know what the messages are about. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you know what we're talking about. You're never here. True. Right. If you say I'm not being fed, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't look at you and visibly see like (laughs) you're not okay. You know what I mean? So I like, cause I've heard this before people say this. And again, it's not that they're not being fed. It's that they don't want to be here anymore for whatever reason. Yeah. And people love the excuse mm-hmm. of I'm not being fed because Listen, I, uh, for those who don't know, I'm a pastor's son. Uh, so I have a lot of feelings, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings <laughs> and thoughts on this topic. Right. Yeah. But again, you just have to be careful. You want to make sure when you're saying what you're saying that you can back it up with your life. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that really what the author and you're also bringing up as well is that a lot of people use that as a scapegoat. 
Yes. Really, oh, I'm not being fed. Okay, but then what else are you doing in your life that aligns with your Christian walk, walking in the right direction? Because if we sat down to dissect it and to ask you 43 questions, you wouldn't know how to answer them. You'd be like, oh, I don't do this. I don't pray. I don't read the word. I don't fast. I don't seek God. I don't, you don't do none of those things on your time, but then you're not getting fed. So yeah. then even if you were getting fed, homie, you're not growing because you're not doing anything on an individual yeah. level to lift yourself up. Right. And if you're not being fed, you, you claim that that's true. Yeah. And you are a leader, but yeah. fail miserably at every task you're given. But then you're using the excuse that you're not being fed. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's, again, an excuse for mm-hmm. some reason. There's a reason why you just don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a popular one, yeah. which I love when, you know, he said that um, in this article um, I could definitely I could see that because I've seen it before. Yeah. And, you know, there there are the rare occasions, like you said, which is that it could be a church that is strictly heavy focused on like new beginners and, you know, new converts that give their hearts to the Lord. If they're fully staffed and they have all the bases covered and they don't need you just because, you know what, we have everybody here. You know, I'm just a wasted resource because they really don't need me. Not in a bad way, just because we're flowing with potential. Then I think that, you know, with God's, you know, OK, it's okay to move move out and to go somewhere else that you could be better utilized. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, I'm not getting used here and I'm just going to jump ship. And it's kind of like you weren't doing nothing to begin with. Yeah. First of all, you were like, who are you again? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, let's move on to the yes, next subject. Let's move on because be that could be a whole minute. <laughs> yes. Reason number two that he says people leave the church is because it's getting too big. Yeah. You know... <laughs> there are some individuals who like to be a part of small churches. Yes. Right. And it's funny because they say that, mm-hmm. but I think it's because they've never been in a big church before. Mm-hmm. So this is their only experience. Yeah. Right. Cause I hear this a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't know if I could be in a church that big and like, how would I see you? Like, you know, when would we ever see each other in a service? There's so mm-hmm. many people like, you know, and that I guess lack of connection and community within mm. the people in their church kind of scares people, right? Mm. When churches, you know, when people talk about growing a church, right? Mm. And it getting too big. Mm. To me, this is like not a problem. Yeah. Like you want your church to grow. Yeah. So like if your goal and focus, you know, of and you you being at a church and you just love the fact that it's just so small mm-hmm. and there's 32 people there and those mm. 32 people have been there for 42 years, mm. it's almost like, okay, so like, where's the vision in this place? Yes. Like, like this is where we're going to stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there should be a desire to mm-hmm. want to grow. Absolutely. And if you are a part of a church, mm-hmm. you should have the desire that you want a church to grow. You want yeah. the church you are a part of mm-hmm. to grow and grow big. Now, why the real question is, why is the church growth of it getting mm-hmm. too big affecting you? Mm-hmm. I think of two reasons. The first one I think of, if we're speaking about in the perspective of relationships, is the reality that those relationships are fragile. That if it wasn't because of the small setting of you constantly seeing each other three or four times a week, you guys wouldn't be friends to begin with. So it's like, oh, no, if we add more people, you know, so-and-so is no longer going to be my friend because now there's more people that they could be friends with. Because if you have a strong relationship with someone, it doesn't matter if they move to Canada, if they move to a different continent. At the end of the day, yeah, you know, the relationship may not be the same, but that's a strong relationship that will continue to flourish. The other idea that I can think of is the mentality of a big fish in a small pond. So is or small lake, whatever the phrase is. So it's kind of the idea of, oh, but I'm like the star with the 32 Mm -hmm. if we start to get more people somebody may come and outshine me so that's number one 
you ain't no star. <laughs> you know, the star is Jesus. And we're going to get like real right, cheesy right, about it. Right. Uh, you know, so number one, those are both selfish mentalities. Yeah. The number one, oh, it can't get too big because then I'm going to lose my contact with my buddies. Then those relationships aren't strong enough. And then if you're thinking about the idea of, well, then other people are going to come and outshine me and maybe take the positions that I've had for 33 years. Is that, yeah, but you've had that position, but the, that ministry hasn't grown. So maybe we do need the new people to come in and to help you out or for you to take a step back and let them take it and make it grow as well. Yeah. So the only reason I would think is for selfish reasons and why yeah. somebody would have a problem with the church actually growing. Absolutely. Like, again, I'm thinking more of the perspective of people coming to a church. The church yeah. is growing and now you're intimidated by these new people because oh, yeah. these new people bring new talents, new mm-hmm. gifts, new abilities, new ideas, fresh ideas. And like you said, if you are used to being the one, mm-hmm. if you are used to, you know, having a certain way of doing things yeah. and now you have people coming in and they're saying, wait a minute, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very good idea yeah. and it improves what you are doing. You should be okay and saying, yeah, you should work alongside me. Let's make this happen. True. For the most part, though, what happens is people are very territorial. Unnecessarily so. Right. Yeah. Very territorial with what they have been given. Mm hmm. And uh, yes, <laughs> most of the times uh-huh. when they are that way, yeah, um, they are territorial, and again, they don't have what's needed to really back that up. You're yes. territorial of something that isn't growing mm-hmm. or that isn't flourishing, yeah, or that we don't see results in. Mm-hmm. So again, new people coming into a church to grow a church, mm-hmm. right, and that God is bringing, that should not intimidate you. Mm-hmm. Or put fear in you. And if it does, again, check yourself yeah, before absolutely. it gets to the point where you say, I'm leaving. Yeah. The next uh, really bad reason, <laughs> quote unquote, is I don't agree with everything that is being preached. And, you know, that that happens. I think that there are times where things are preached um, that isn't because I think there's a difference. So I think that when we're speaking about biblical truths, that's yeah. a non-negotiable yes. for me. If we're speaking about Bible and principles about the Christian faith, if you don't like it too bad, like if you want to serve God, that's kind of what you need to do or not need to do. Then I think that there are certain things that it really depends on the church culture or like other things like that or whatever that kind of sometimes is like, "Mm, I don't really agree with that, but. I mean, it's not, it's not whatever. Like, I think you need to have a level of maturity as well to know that, you know, sometimes there are things that maybe you don't agree with it being done in a certain way or being executed in a certain way or certain like standards of certain things and how they're said, but then being okay with, you know what, is that really a hill I want to die on and really fight the church about? Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. And again, a lot of the times, too, where people say this, I feel like they say this not because they necessarily disagree, Mm -hmm. but because they're thinking of the exception. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's true. But they're looking for the but in Mm -hmm. the example. They're looking for, you know, yeah, that works. But in this case, it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? So when you are on the hunt for something, like when you are wanting to leave a church, you are looking for every possible reason to justify you leaving that church, right? So if you are looking for a reason to leave a church and the pastor says something that you kind of have the loophole and you Mm -hmm. find the loophole or find the exception, that is what you are going to, and you see, he said this and, (laughs) you know, this is what happened to me. And I couldn't have done that. Uh, That doesn't apply. I can't do that, right? mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. You know what? I should be able to, right? So again, 
it's when you are looking for something, you will find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. even when it's a bad reason mm-hmm. to leave a church, you will find the reason and try mm-hmm. to justify it for and yourself. And try to justify it for yourself. I, I do want to note that the, the author that wrote this is an actual pastor. Yes. Um, and you have to he, read that first paragraph. Yes. Actually and, really when, and for his um for the point number three, which is I don't agree with everything that is being preached. His response is, you know what? Neither do I. And I'm the pastor. As such, I fully reserve the right to disagree with myself. And every now and then, I do exactly that. Why? Because I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm asking questions, and my hope is that those that I pastor are doing likewise, which I agree with. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have conversations, and sometimes, you know, you may have uh, a way of thinking that at the moment the pastor maybe said, I don't agree with that. But then in conversation and really like digging deep into what that means and the reasons why, you come to be like, you know what is true? I didn't look at I didn't see it from that perspective. I was looking at it from a different perspective, but you know what? It's right. Yeah. And you keep it moving. Absolutely. Reason number four. That's a bad reason to leave a church. Yes. Is my needs aren't being met. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my needs, not my yeah. needs. My needs my aren't needs. being met. Yeah. What do you think about that? When you hear that yes. right off the bat, you see someone, you know, my needs aren't being met. Well, the first question is, what does that mean to you? Because I think that that yes. means different are, things to yeah. different people. To different people yeah. what are because your because somebody could be like oh but that's the same thing as i'm not being fed right that could be a perspective i don't think it's the same thing you know i think that you're when it comes in my pers- my perspective of it is that you're looking for the extra stuff that you think a church community should provide for you so whether it is that you're looking for you know a women's group that is doing x y and z or you're looking for a youth group that's doing x y and z or a men's group that's doing this that, and the third or you're looking for a specific type of, of small bible study like you know there's certain things that you would think to look for in a church community it's kind of like there's nothing happening. Like none of that stuff is happening or it's happening in a, in at a caliber that isn't what you think it should be happening at. And you know, those are when I, that's personally, you may have a different opinion when you, when I would think of what well, my needs aren't being met, it's because of that. Cause there are other, th- like maybe, you know what? The pastor kills it every Sunday or every two, uh, Tuesday when he preaches or whatever. But outside of that, ain't nothing else happening. So then it's kind of like, you start to weigh it out like, OK, the preaching is really good, but there's no fellowship or the preaching is really good, but there's no outreach. The preaching is really good, but there's no this, there's no that. So then you start to be like, well, I'm not all the other stuff that I need. I'm not getting either. Yeah. And I absolutely understand that. And again, I think it comes from the perspective. It depends on the person saying that, you know, yeah. because then I think of individuals who have all of those great things mm-hmm. right but they don't like how the women's ministry has this tea night every well once a month and they don't like talking to other people mm-hmm. so like to them it's like ugh, i just can't you know so like that's like something that weighs heavy on them mm-hmm. and it's like really then just don't go to that <laughs> you know what i mean but then there are mm-hmm. situations where mm-hmm. it's like you know our you know men's ministry we don't do anything mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i just feel like you know there's a lot of like older men or there's a lot of younger men and i'm kind of like middle age like i don't know like it's hard to you know mm-hmm. that may be a justifiable reason for you now is that a reason for you to leave your church i still don't think so yeah you know i think what did you do mm-hmm. you know what questions did you start asking mm-hmm. right um did you ask to maybe help that leader do something yeah uh, you know whether it's a small group a bible study night offer your home for something mm-hmm. and then since it's at your home you're kind of hosting it you give some ideas and yeah. some perspective you know what i mean so again if you're just looking for the reason there's always going to be a reason yeah yeah but True. there are definitely moments i can agree where there are certain needs that we have mm-hmm. right 
And I think in certain seasons, they may not be met, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's almost like being okay with that, knowing that, you know what? For right now, this is what I need. And my church honestly doesn't have this right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's either like sit back, reflect. Are you going to be the one to start that? Mm -hmm. Or do you know that this is kind of a seasonal thing for you? And it's not, again, something that's so important that Mm -hmm. it's a hill you're willing to just die on. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, no, you know what? Like, it's okay. You know, and there can be different seasons. I know individuals who are very, you know, to themselves and introverted. And Mm. then they kind of go through a period of time where they feel like, you know, I actually do need people Mm. and I want to fellowship with other people. And then they realize that their church really doesn't have too much of that. Mm. You don't really need a church ministry to fulfill that need for Mm. you. Why don't you go make friends within your church and Mm -hmm. go talk to people? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times the needs that individuals lack in certain places or in churches or that they may feel, you know, if there's not a ministry within your church that can meet that need, then check and see, does this have to be a ministry within your church? Yeah. What can you do Mm -hmm. to help meet this need with your own life? Right. So like if you feel once a week, going to church is not good. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me, I need more. My Mm -hmm. needs in this church aren't being met. Mm -hmm. So like, what are you doing Monday through Saturday Mm -hmm. to help fill that void? Yeah. Like, do you go to the prayer night on Monday? Mm -hmm. Like, do you go to the Bible, you know, the Bible study? (laughs) Do you go to the youth service? Mm -hmm. You know, like what is it about Sunday that you just feel you need more of those throughout the week? Mm -hmm. How are you, you know, um, filling yourself? You know what I mean? So again, this convert, this, uh, reason mm-hmm. about your needs not being met there's so many layers to it yeah and i think that when the the, the reasoning is legitimate like no literally there you know there's a specific thing that i really need you know and it's not happening nine times out of ten you're not the only one that feels that way yeah you know there are other people that may be also feeling the same way that that certain need isn't being met so it's kind of like like you said so the idea is Stop making it more about me, little old me. Let me cry in a corner and complain about it. And I was like, you know what? I see an opportunity. So it's an opportunity now for you to be like, you know what? Let's try to put something together. Let's try to do this. And you know what? Let's give it a go because I really, I've always been that type of person. Yeah. Which is always like, I see something, I'll give a suggestion. If the suggestion is taken or not, I wait and see. Maybe the suggestion was ignored. Maybe the suggestion was taken and not executed the way it was supposed to. So then I wait again and then I try again. And it's always like I always give it a couple of times before it's either like, okay, let me do it. (laughs) Let me let me go ahead and try to do it. Not because I need to show you how to do it, because I need to show you how to do it. And it sounds messed up, but it really is how it is. Um, And then other times it's really like, you know what? It's a thing where maybe it isn't the right time for it. So I need to like walk away and let it go. Because I think it's important to understand that topic that you're saying about seasons. Sometimes you are really like hard about you know it needs to be now it needs to be now we need to get this done now and sometimes it's like yeah but the timing isn't right for that because in this occasion you're the only one that feels that way they're not up to that yet they're still three four chapters behind you we got to give them a little bit of time to catch up to then make sure to do whatever it is that you want to do and it'd be successful because then if you start something too early or too soon it's kind of like yeah it didn't work out well it didn't work out because the timing was wrong yeah and like I said, not everything needs to come directly from your church. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember a few years back, right before the pandemic hit, right? Mm-hmm. I had this, I love to read. I always yeah. read and all this, all these things. And I remember thinking like, man, like I wish like our church would have a book that we, a few people were reading and like, you know, would kind of get together to talk about. So I was like, hey, after a while of like thinking, thinking that, I was it. like, why don't I just start something and try to do it? And mm-hmm. I remember we literally, it was January, February, and then 
COVID happened, yes. you know, um, in March where everything was locked down. But I remember we had these, we were reading um, the book To Hell with the Hustle, mm-hmm. right, by Jefferson Bethke. And it was in our first meeting we had, I remember, 13 people. In our mm-hmm. second meeting we had 17. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, like, I don't know, are people going to like this? Are they going to be, you know, interested? And I remember hearing people say, like, you know, I've always loved the concept of reading, but I've never really gotten into it. And, like, mm-hmm. this is cool. Or I never really liked, like, you know, going to a coffee shop. And, like, I've never been here. So it's not, right? Like, you start to see how people... Um, connect to different things, yes, right? That's what but I'm now saying, yeah. that didn't that wasn't a ministry of our church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The church wasn't putting this together. The church mm-hmm. wasn't going out there. It was something that I from the church, right, had this idea, put it together, executed mm-hmm. it. And there were a lot of individuals here within the church that mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, that's something that's kind of cool. I think I would benefit from that. Yeah. Right. So again, I could have sat back and been like, man, my church doesn't read books, you know, <laughs> and I want to read a book and discuss it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? My needs aren't being met. Yeah. It's like do something about that then yeah if you are doing things correctly mm-hmm. right because again if the needs you're talking about that aren't being met it's like bro because we don't live you know the world the, the world does not revolve around you yeah, you know yeah. what i mean this church doesn't cater to you mm. you know that's like a you thing right <laughs> but again if it's something that will benefit the body and benefit you know others then go with it mm. Yeah, and I think that the other good thing about that, and using that example of the the book club thing or the the book thing, um, was that different people went for different reasons and got different things out of it. There were people that it was the book aspect of it. Like, you know what? I like to read and now we're reading together. There was people that it was the discussion aspect of it. Yeah. Like, you know what? I like I like reading and having people to talk about it, but no one's ever reading the same book as me. And then there was other people that were just there for the chencha. Yeah. They were just there because of the hangout because, yeah. you know, they, they don't really Yeah, because there were people that were there that didn't read. They the didn't book, read the book. <laughs> but they were there because they benefited from the conversation they, discussion. And that's all the thing. And then yes. they would go back and be like, I had to go reread that part because yeah. I didn't, I didn't, that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good, you know? So again, you have to realize um, there's other ways to yes. sometimes meet those needs. Yeah, absolutely. The last reason that they put down, which is one that I think that at one time or another, every single person in the church has maybe experienced this, which is maybe not unresolved, but it is conflict. Yeah. But their position is unresolved conflict as being a really bad reason to leave the church. And, you know, I think that, like I said before, conflict is something that is going to happen. The degree of conflict varies from person to person, situation to situation. It could just be that you passed by someone and didn't say hi to them, but it wasn't on purpose. You just really were like on the go. Your kid was about to run out the door and you really just whizzed right past everybody to get the kid. Um, And then so-and-so felt like he ignored me. And then now they're walking around with this hurt of you ignoring them to the degrees where people bump heads. You know, whether they're planning on stuff together or like you were mentioned before, sometimes somebody will go to someone and give them a suggestion about something like, hey, you know, I really thought that, you know, maybe next time when we do X, Y and Z, we could do it like this. And they take offense to that. And then there's other people that are just rude and are disrespectful and made you feel that way in valid reasons. Yeah, you feel that way. And sometimes, <clears throat> you know, those are people that you have to deal with as well. There's yeah. a lot of degrees to it. Now, I think that the key to what uh, the author is saying is unresolved conflict, which is I had an issue with you. I made a whole big stink about it. I'm leaving. Like, that's messy. And that, I think, is wrong to do. Like, you don't just throw a bomb. And then I was like, all right, you guys pick up the pieces. I'm out. Like, that's messed up. And I think that that is not a good reason to leave a church. Listen, conflict is inevitable, like you said. 
You know, I think um, regardless, if we're talking about a church, job, your family, friendships, there will always be conflict at one point. Yeah. Right. You will always face that. Now, when we talk in the church aspect, right, um, from a leadership perspective and standpoint, you need to have thick skin and you need to be ready to have conflict. Mm -hmm. You need to be ready to have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. You need to be ready to um, say things that may not, you know, that could possibly hurt people's feelings if said incorrectly. Yeah. Right. You have to work with telling people, you know, some harsh truths. Right. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of situations about being in a church with individuals that can make things uncomfortable when it comes to conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in a leadership position. Mm -hmm. Right. An added factor to this is when you have friends within your church, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, when they get to a church, right, they are those individuals who church to them, you know, a lot of their friendships don't thrive within their church. Yeah. You know, for some individuals, for others, many of their friendships are strictly from are strictly within their church and they have, you know, acquaintances and people that they connect with outside their coworkers, things like that. But their church people, Mm -hmm. these are their people. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Think of, again, your family and issues you've had with your families or cousins and this one and that one and things, right? Now picture all of those cousins or whatever in your church, mm-hmm. right? And you see them all the time and mm-hmm. you're with them all the time. Yeah. And now you're friends and you're close friends. But now, you know, one of your close friends is also in charge of a certain ministry that mm-hmm. you are a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have to kind of tell you like, hey, I've asked you like a few times. You're a part of it. I need you you know, to do this. And the other thing you haven't done it yet. Like, when are you going to do it? You know they're your friend, Mm -hmm. but in this point they're your leader. So it's like, you know, you need to kind of switch up the perspective and realize, okay, like I know we're cool, but Mm. I really do have to do this. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of different reasons within friendships where conflict arises within churches. And I think Mm -hmm. that this is why a lot of times people choose to leave. Right. Mm. Um, If I were to go through any of these things on this list, right. Or even just outside things if we were to add to this list of reasons why people leave i think conflict would be number one for me Mm -hmm. right whether it's an internal conflict with yourself for whatever reason but i think 90 percent of the time it's a conflict that individuals have with someone else yeah and i think when it comes to unresolved conflict right it's you know conflict that people just don't put in the work and effort to try to make men's right mm. and try to restore that friendship or relationship or they try to talk things out i think a lot of times people you know when the conflict happens when the bomb drops when things go left that is that's it mm. and it's in that moment where you have the choice to make am i going to confront the situation or do i just you know quit leave mm-hmm. move on and leave that unresolved, mm. you know, behind me. So again, I definitely think that conflict is a reason why people leave. And I think it's a big reason yeah. why people leave. And I think it's not always centered around the, you know, the the scenario of leader versus someone yeah. in your in, in your team. Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten, I think that's not the reason. It's mm-hmm. everybody else with their situations. Um, and I think that it is important to not one of the issues that I always have when it comes to like conflicts within a church or in a friend setting or whatever um, is the idea of the resolution not really being done successfully. So it's kind of like the idea of they had a disagreement or they fought or someone said something to someone that said something like whatever the situation may be or whatever, they'll come to church that Sunday, go to the front for prayer, cry, hug it out. And then that's it. 
Like they never sat down and spoke about it. They never were like, listen, these are the things that you did that you know really upset me. Right. Or these are the things that you did that I felt. It's a cop out. Uh, it's or a whatever. way. Yeah. You know, and it's always that whole thing about we cried about it. We prayed, you know, they prayed over us about it. And then, but what always happens, always, because I see it all the time is give it three months. It'll be the exact same scenario again. So it was like they go from being really close friends to now they're talking about each other behind their back to they came to the front and they prayed together and they cried. And it's like this whole cycle that doesn't get broken because they're not putting in the correct work into it. Yeah. You know, if you want to really resolve a conflict between people, then you have to speak about it. And I think it goes, we spoke about this, um, I believe it was last year as well, where sometimes there are certain friendships that is like you have to speak about it. I think it was when we had Priscilla on. Um, we were speaking about um, the idea that sometimes you have to let people go. Yeah. You know, that is a case. Sometimes they you, you're going to make the choice to stay in the same church and you guys will be able to work in ministry. But then when it comes to like, let's go out to eat or let's go out and party at my house or let's like, that's not going to happen no more. And, and that's what people okay have. With. Yeah. People have a hard time with that. They do. You know, and I think that uh, that is a reason there are people that can't handle that. Yes. Right. The idea of you know, we're not going to be able to be friends anymore. Yeah. You know, and you have to be willing. And again, speaking from a leadership perspective, you have to be willing to still work with those individuals mm. when it comes to the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, you had a conflict. Yes, you had a disagreement, but the minute we enter into this church, mm. that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Now, is that easy? Absolutely not. Mm. Right. Where you have to be in the same room with yeah. these individuals. You have to work together with them. You may have to sit and brainstorm ideas with them to get like, you know, that is hard, but this is what, this is, what it requires yeah you know what i, I mean think it shows a level of maturity when you're yeah. able to sit across or sit in a table with a group of people where not everyone is your friend or maybe you did have a disagreement with someone yeah but you walk in there very neutral you speak about what needs to be spoken about you address things professionally the way that it's supposed to be done and then you get up and you leave like the yeah. unnecessariness of like you know the underhand comments or the little side this or the looks or the it was like that just shows a level of immaturity on your end. Mm -hmm. You know, not you specifically. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Um, on that person's end, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like, I've, I've been put in situations like that where I just look at them and I'm like, you're 93. Like, you should already know how to walk into a situation right. and not let certain things get to you. Right. But unfortunately, age has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It really is up to the individual to be able to go and be like, you know what? I have to man up or I have to woman up. And be like, you know what? Whatever situation it was, it has nothing to do with the certain thing that we're talking about or the ministry thing that we're working on. So that gets put to the side. If we can address it and we can speak about it, we can. If, it if we walk out of there with an understanding that we're not on the same page and we disagree on that, then that stays there and you keep going now if you're unable to because it's that big of a dramatic thing for you then this is why i see people leave yeah and nine times out of ten when people have issues because i hear this all the time yeah when people have issues with their jobs and mm -hmm. people their co-worker mm -hmm. their boss i <laughs> They will stick it out. They sit there and eat it. They will yeah. be humble. Mm -hmm. They will put their head down. Yeah. They will go to work every day, still yes. on time, still will do what they have to do. Mm -hmm. But they have a little scuffle with somebody in the church. And oh, world. forget about it. Forget <laughs> about it. But your boss that yeah. you go up and talk about and complain yeah. that they're, yeah, you yeah. know, giving you such a miserable time or that coworker giving you such a miserable time, you're still at that job. Yeah. You don't ask to get moved. Yeah. You don't ask them to relocate you to another state, right? Mm -hmm. Again, there is always the exception to these things and situations and all that, <laughs> the right? Are, I moved right? to another I know, state. you know, he Relax. was stalking me. Yes, move. <laughs> you know, do what you have to do. Yes. But 
Um, there are moments where I feel like when it comes to the church, mm. we, you know, we will never do things like this in our job. Yeah. We will show up to our jobs, give our best, do our best, mm. regardless if, you know, we're having conflict or whoever it is, we do what we have to do. Yeah. But then it seems like when we are in the church setting, when God is our boss, right? When this is what our job and what we have to do, it really is dependent on how we feel. Yeah. And it's really dependent on how the other person is treating us today. Yeah. And really dependent on who got us mad or mm. who we got mad, you know? And I think that is something that definitely needs to yeah, change. Yeah, like with everything that we speak about, there are exceptions to each and every yeah. rule, you know? If you're put in a situation where your life is in danger, then absolutely get out and go. If you put in a situation where your reputation is being dragged through the mud and is like, I don't need to sit here and take this, you get up and go as well. You know, I have been in situations where I should have left and it's kind of like, you know what, but God has a purpose, so let me just sit and chill. I think that's more difficult for when you're put in a situation that someone put you in, someone put you in a situation, and then you have to sit there and be like, Lord, you already know that I got the receipts. Or, Lord, you already know that this is not true. But God is like, but you need to chill. You need to give it a minute. Those are the most difficult moments because it's easy for them to leave. Because it's like I said, it's very easy for someone to make an escandalo and then be like, oh, I feel like the victim. Let me go. But then you leave everybody else having to deal with the situation. Or the person that you made the escandalo about is having to sit there and deal with it. So I think that there are situations where, yes, you got to get up and leave because that's not a safe environment because unfortunately there are churches that are not healthy yeah unfortunately there are churches that have people in leadership positions that are selfish self-centered egotistical all those negative things that you could absolutely yes they are i'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like every church is perfect no it's not but majority of churches i hope <laughs> are not <laughs> like that yeah you know so there are times that you're the egotistical maniac that's trying to make yeah. things about you that is not yeah so at the end of the day there are reasons yeah and there are moments where god may be calling you to leave your church yes you know but god will never allow you to leave a place and leave mm -hmm. in a mess yeah causing a mess causing disruption mm -hmm. causing division causing separation mm -hmm. causing pain causing hurt you know what i mean like when God moves you for whatever reason, you know, I, ch I want to believe that he's doing it with the best method yeah. in mind, with the best intentions, the best way. And when God sets things up, right, because I've seen people who move mm -hmm. and there was no beef. There's nothing. They literally yeah. moved. I've seen people who have, you know, left a church and gone to another church and they speak very highly of the church they left from. And it was just, you know, different reasons or whatever. There are people that get married. Yeah. Right. And then they go to their spouse's church. Right. So there's so many different reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. that people leave where it's OK. Mm. Right. If God is calling you to do that, then great. Yes. You know, I think the problem lies where. Things get difficult, mm -hmm. right? Things get hard mm -hmm. in whatever way. Conflict with individuals, conflict with yourself. You know, for a, some reason, you don't feel like you're being fed. You don't feel like you're, you know, um, that things are the same. Your church, you know, is going through a rough time. Yeah. And I believe that every church, regardless if you are, you know, a mega, a mega church, church or, a, or a local church, mm -hmm. right? You will go through a season where it's not what it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And you will go through a tough season. And that is where the individuals that are part of that church really get tested. And mm -hmm. that is where you really see where people's loyalty lies, where their heart lies, their purpose, their drive, the reason why they are there is seen in hard moments. Yeah. Do you walk away and leave mm -hmm. because your church is going through a hard moment, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's what you're choosing to do, you better walk away and leave because 
you tried everything within you your power yep. to fix, to help, to make work, and it didn't work. Yeah. You know? And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times people are not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? Things get hard, so they leave. Yeah. Things get difficult, so they already try to find their way of escape. And all of a sudden, right? We see this all the time. All of a sudden, other churches look real nice. Mm. All of a sudden, they love other pastors. And mm. all of a sudden, they're listening to this church and this pastor and this teacher and this person, right? It's easy to compare what you have mm. to others around you mm. and find the best in everyone else. Yeah. You know, it seems great over there. seems perfect over here. This is good. That is good. Mind you, you're not there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it could be. Yes, things are real bad right now. Mm. No, yeah, you're, are, you know, the church is actually going through it. Like, mm. things are not working the way they should. Mm. You know what? It's okay because it's going to get better. How yeah. is it going to get better? Because people like you are going to get up and give some ideas. People like you are going to try to help and make this work. And you put know? in the effort because that's yeah. the other thing because there are people that will be like, oh, but I gave 53 ideas. Or, oh, I asked people, let's get together and let's do this. But did you really do a great job at that? You know, there's people that just do stuff to just check it off the box. Oh, I gave three ideas. First of all, were they good ideas? And second of all, did you execute them to the potential that they could have been executed Listen, at? You effort, know what I mean? effort. So this is not elementary school. Effort. <laughs> is not enough. And yes. I think and this is a whole nother <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast. But effort <laughs> is not enough sometimes. Your intent is intent. not enough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And effort. Mm. Because there are people that, you know, they put some effort into something, but it's not you didn't that's not right. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not the, the strategy wasn't right. The plan wasn't right. Mm. You know, that effort, that's not, you know, we need to raise that standard a little bit higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needs to be beyond effort mm. beyond, you know, I, I want, I thought it would be okay. No, like you need to really sit yeah. back, think, focus, learn, execute. How can I make this work? Yeah. You yeah. know, and before you even decide to step out of a church and into a different one, I truly believe that God has to like let you know. Yeah. And this isn't like a, you know, I had a dream like two weeks ago and I just remembered and it was like me like op- walking through this door and I really think that it was God like telling me like, <laughs> I, like no. Like you have to be uh, sure. Yes. Before you make a move like this. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I mean? You can feel like you don't want to be somewhere. Mm. Trust. You can feel like, mm. you know, I can't like, I, I don't want, right? And that's okay. You better bring all of that mm. to the Lord mm. and let him know how you feel. Yeah. Right. And tell him, God, like, you know, let me know. Is it me? Mm-hmm. Dude, should I stay? Should I go? And if God ain't telling you to go anywhere, I would stay. Yeah. And I would fight and I would push through. And mm. does it get tiring? Absolutely. Does mm-hmm. it suck? Absolutely. You know, can you think of all the things that it's not fair? It's not fair. It's not fair. Yep. You know, it's not. But again, this is where God has you. Yeah, yeah. This is who you are. This is where you are. And if God is not moving you to a different location, God is not moving you to something new, mm-hmm. then you better stay put. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, what you need to walk away with our listeners uh, from today's episode is if you find yourself at that crossroad where you're kind of starting to feel that, you know, maybe I should go to a different church. Maybe I need to experience something else. Really evaluate yourself. Have you done everything you can? Did you give 110 effort, you know, into everything? You know, did you, you like, you have to be sure. And then if you're sure that you did everything, now sit and wait for God to give you the green light. Mm -hmm. Don't use your little checklist 
as your permission slip. That is not your permission slip. You made that. God didn't give you the green light for that. So once you feel that peace from God, however it comes to you, and you know what? The dream thing is a funny thing, but you never know. Maybe God speaks to you through dreams. So then make sure that it's crystal clear yeah. and not a situation no, because, where, yeah. you know, a water no. bottle hit me on the head right. and then I interpret the that as water, which yeah. is Jesus. And right. no, you went, you went through the a thing. lot when of When people want to leave a church, man, the yeah. birds start talking, <laughs> rocks start moving, things at night yes. start like, you know what I mean? Like That stuff you got to pray happening. about. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm telling you, you know what I mean? When people want to leave, they yeah. will let you know. Yes. And come up with all the things, you know? Yeah, and I think it's important too, like even when you receive like word from God, to also don't manipulate it to fit your circumstance. You know, there may be a you know, God may give you a word three months ago, a word about something, and then now you find yourself in this situation, so you manipulate it to be yeah. like, Oh, that's why God No, he didn't say that because of that. You're just trying to use that as an right. excuse to justify what you're doing. God is clear, and yeah. I don't think God would tell you something and then have you try to figure it out. Yeah. And put the pieces together yeah. and be like oh that's why he said that and then at that time too it makes mm. sense you connect the two no like it's clear yeah and if there's a moment where god is giving you the green light to mm. move great he gave you the green light is it the time now or are you even is going it, to the right place this, right that's a whole nother bag time? of chips and yeah exactly it's like then where are you going yeah a lot of times people leave and it's like okay i'm leaving now i gotta go find somewhere to go mm. it's like you know what i mean again yeah. If there is a reason that you feel God is moving you and God is leading you, all those things will be put in place and in order. Yeah. You know, um, are there seasons where I think God wants you to rely on him and trust in him? And, you know, it may be like, God, like you gave me this word. I did it. And it just seems a little, you know what? That's those. There are moments where that may be your story. Mm-hmm. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean it's everyone's. Yeah. Right. And just because that's how God did it with so and so doesn't mean that's the way God is going to do it with you. Absolutely. So once again, if you find yourself in that situation, pray about it. Really think about it. Self evaluate. And if you feel like God is asking you to make that move, then you make it the right way. You make it with wisdom. You speak to the people you have to speak with. You make sure that everything is aligned and you feel peace in doing it and that you're not doing it like, like they say, un pollo sin cabeza, running yeah. around like a chicken without its head. Uh, so thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. Yes, like always, we want to remind you, follow us on social media, on yes. Instagram, on Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. You can check out our visuals all on YouTube at YouTube. You can uh, search under God Life Culture Podcast. Yep. Be sure to subscribe, share our podcast with a friend, post it on your social media, get the word out there and leave a comment, right? Have you ever, uh, you know, felt this way? Have you struggled with, you know, wanting to move on from a certain place, whether it's a job, mm. you know, a school or a church, right? And how you handled that. Yeah. And what happened? You know, did God you know, send an angel to speak to you? Did a water bottle hit you on the head? Right, right. <laughs> so thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.